Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. He's yeah. here. <laughs> He's here. My brother. We got a toast. Salud. Salud. Oh, I didn't know what I was going to call you. Am I going to call you Sarge? Am I going to call you Misa? Misa's fine. All right. That's weird. What is that for? Calling my brother Misa yeah. for his name, Misael Reyes. Oh. My brother. My, uh, my, my brother that we formed a brothership a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, Who guys, are you? Uh, I'm Nick with Nick Off Duty on the Donut Shop Podcast. What's up, Justin from Florida? <laughs> Who's our guest here? What's your name, sir? Misael Reyes. Reyes, the king. <laughs> the king is here. Uh, before we get into anything, I just want to shout out um, this beautiful sign. We didn't get to shout it out last time. People that are watching on YouTube, because we're on YouTube, uh, got to see this beautiful sign. It's like, is that a watermark? Is that the real thing? No, that's the real thing. And uh, Legit made, nice and heavy. I mean... It came awesome. The creator of it did not want any recognition, so we appreciate. We'll just call them fan of the show. Yeah. And uh, but and thank you very much. Friend of the show. Yeah. Fan friend. And when, friend who's a fan of the show. And I told him when that swag comes in, he'll get a a, a nice complimentary swag bag. Oh, is that uh is that uh, spoiler alert? Are we getting swag? Eventually. I like that shirt you got on. You know it. Nod squad. He's representing. <laughs> so. We started the podcast. I had this grand idea, kind of a spinoff of an idea that this gentleman in front of me had maybe five years ago. Well, it was about five years ago, right? Yeah, maybe five. Yeah. A little more than five. Had this great idea to bring a vlog to our police department. So I'm like, fast forward now. Things are a little rough in, in times out there, would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these days. If you want to pause there, what is a vlog? A vlog is, uh, where have you been? What rock have you been living under? <laughs> Something on YouTube that um, YouTubers, you know what? I have an expert here. I wanted to go into his background and everything, but we're just going to start talking about it now, and then we'll get into his background. Flip back. What's a vlog? A video blog. A video blog. Yeah, and so, a blog is like a diary, yeah. kind of, or, or a storytelling apparatus. Yeah, but elaborate more on it, because when I'm like, bro, what is a vlog? And then you explain to me better. So, so vlog is in my in my uh, understanding yeah. is an unedited raw um, storytelling mm. a diary of what could be anything. There's people that do it about their lives. They do it about their jobs. Um, we did it about the Miami Police Department. Yeah. So we wanted to bring in the reality. Mm-hmm. Not reality TV, which we all know is not reality. Yeah, because you always throw that in the back, and then there's going to be a spin to it. Right. Yeah. And we wanted to tell the real story of police work, and the Miami Police Department in particular, from our point of view, not from the media's point of view or anybody else's point of view. We wanted to tell our own story. Yeah. Very true. So, which segue to today, well, the media's what, point of view. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Rewind maybe five five years ago. It was very similar atmosphere in uh, in social media world, and in law enforcement, it wasn't too many law enforcement agencies uh, active on social media. So when he comes up with this idea, I'm like, man, what? I don't know. Second thoughts, um, because I, I felt like it was because it, remember there was uh, I think Dallas Dallas no it was before Dallas, but there was a target on police's backs. Everything that was put out 
and it was going viral it was negative stuff, negative coverage, negative, negative, negative. The media was not helping at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm gonna get, I got a target on my back. I don't want, I don't want any piece of this. Uh, but then, you know, little by little, we started discussing, and then came out to be what it is today. So I, I took the leap of faith. You know, I trusted this guy sitting in front in front of me. Uh, I knew him as a hard worker. I knew him as a, a creative guy. So I trusted. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. If there's somebody to get into it, get into it with this guy. But anyways, going back to how <laughs> how I met your mother, how <laughs> how we met. Um, turns out he's a photographer, a mighty fine one too. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you guys didn't see up on the, because I'm talking a lot, I'm, I'm gonna get our guest to talk, but I just want to um, set it up, and then he's gonna take the reins. Um, on, on Nick off duty, I put a video about why I left the police department. Um, and it's pretty much a love story between him and I. Why you left the block? Oh, that's, that's, that's what I'm sorry. Right, right. Social media unit. Good call. He's still in the department. I'm still in the. <laughs> I'm still very much in the department, and he's still very much my supervisor. <laughs> but yes, why I left the social media unit? Yeah, because I would have got destroyed. People, oh my god, he left. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Comment below if you're still concerned and think that he really did leave the Miami Police Department. So, throw a comment in the bottom. So I, I did a video. It's more like a love story between him and I. Uh, but it's it good. It gets the feels, man. Yeah. It, it punches in the feels. I saw in the comments, people said they brought a little tear to their eyes, especially towards the end. Yeah, with it the was, montage. It was good. Um, so closing in on 50,000 views on less than a week or I think it's up a week now. But anyways, it's between him and I. So if you guys want to learn more, uh, we're going to link the video down below. And that's yep. all I'm going to talk about that video because I got the guy sitting in front of me. So there's no more. Uh, time for me to talk. I want this guy to talk and tell his side of the love story. (laughs) (laughs) As Nick puts his prayer hands up going, please, I hope it's there. I hope he loves me. (laughs) So, um, photographer, correct? Yes. How'd you get started on that? You want the real story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I brought you on. This is why I brought you on because I know you well, tell for re- it like legal show. reasons. I gotta leave names out. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should, should we should we darken you up and just yeah. get, make you a dark silhouette? Well, for real reasons. Oh, God, <laughs> so, um, man, I always I always enjoyed photography, but I was not a photographer. So I had my own, you know, I had a nice camera, what I consider a nice camera back then, what they call a bridge camera. Mm-hmm. Not really a point and shoot wasn't a professional camera. It was a bridge camera from Canon. And everywhere I went to photos, document, I have a horrible memory. So I need to document as much as I can so I can remember shit later because I forget stuff. Uh, I miss those those times with the kids and, you know, vacations and stuff. So I had my camera. was going through a separation, and magically my uh, camera broke. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it happens during those times. The pressure in the household breaks, breaks up. Stuff. That's that's what it probably it's was. Pressure. So um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So I went and bought another camera. Mm-hmm. You know, a better camera. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, rub it in your face, camera. <laughs> oh, so. you broke this little camera. <laughs> here's, here's, what I, here's here's what I got. Uh, so uh, sorry, the pressure broke the camera. <laughs> so um, bought a better camera and then. Um, that was that was my outlet, my creative outlet from the stress and stuff like that. Photography did that for me at that time. So started learning how to use it better. I wanted to do nice skylines of the city of Miami at night. I didn't know how to. But I had to Google it. 
you know, Google um, YouTube University. Both. This was how many years ago? This was exactly ending of 2011, beginning of 2012. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Right around that time. Maybe not as many helpful YouTube University tips that, that you can find yeah. these days on how to do some of that. So, learn how to use it, and it started evolving from there. Then I got a better camera. Um, it was just a um, personal stuff, you know, the photography aspect of it. I started learning um, how to do a... Wildlife photography, landscape photography, all types of photography. Um, then I got into portraits. And then somebody asked me to cover an event. I said, yeah, I'll try it. And that yeah. was my first paid gig. And from there, I just started evolving. I started doing weddings. Weddings is amazing. I think the, the stress that you're under doing a wedding almost mimics police work. Because it's like you got to get the shot right. Right. It's fast yeah. paced. So it, it was a perfect match there, you know. I uh-huh. loved it. <clears throat> but... um. The problem is weddings are on the weekends, and I got my kids, you know, right on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot so, of kids. How yeah, many kinda, kids you got? I got four kids. Four yeah, kids. There was actually a, a small school bus. <laughs> I, I won't say short bus, but it was a actually, small school bus that parked out front. But actually, I got, I, I got six kids because it's four of mine and two uh, for my girlfriend. Oh, well, so then we it got, explains the school bus. We got bus. six. Yeah. Yes. But it, complete but purpose. It, okay. It was, uh, it was uh, one shot, one kid, one shot, three kids. Three oh, kids. Okay, all right. Yeah, so that's yeah. one of those. So I had triplets, yeah. Because he was triplets. such a that's good awesome. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Lord said, yeah, I, I will. Such a great dad. You. Here you go. Here's three more. <laughs> yeah. So he's got triplets. Wow. Yeah. Just got like no, 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 no. 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 Oh, yeah. no, they're they're turning fifteen now. Yeah. Oh wow. All yeah. right. Yeah. You can't tell by all the gray hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. I thought maybe that was like worked in on purpose. <laughs> no, no. It's silver fox. Silver <laughs> fox. <laughs> all right. For the people on podcast land, it's like I want to see that hair. YouTube. YouTube. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. All right. So. Continue on. So you so, started so getting the, better. Huh? You started getting better, YouTube University. Yeah. You know, a lot of practice and, and keep getting into it. And the photography, it's fun. Uh, the different challenges of, of learning how to light properly and, you know, the, all the technical aspect that was fun. The gear is fun also. You know? Yeah. Oh, We're all gearheads. I love the gear. <laughs> so you opened your own company too, right? I did. I started myself photography. Um and you know, started making a little bit of money at least to pay for the uh, for the gear. That's yeah, that's <laughs> totally yeah. first big thing is. So, for so that. photography nowadays, you think it's dead because of all the cameras, the cell phone like these are 4K. These are taking great pictures, and then you got filters and all that Man. stuff. The, the the gear definitely makes it a lot easier. It's funny because I learned digital photography, and once I had that down, I said, you know what, I need to learn film photography. That's 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 on that. Hard. So what do you so? But so, you shoot digital, digital and yeah. film. Okay. So, so, so for I, people not understanding, film is that old school stuff <laughs> that you put inside the camera that you have to drive to a small hut in a parking lot of a of a of a plaza right. to get developed. <laughs> yeah, you got to get it developed. It's not uh, let me take sixty shots and yeah. pick the the best picture. I have to nail this one shot because it's going onto a piece of film later on. You develop it, look it up. Yeah, you don't have a 128-gigabyte yeah. uh, card in there that you can just shoot 50,000. A roll of 36 or a roll of 24. Yeah, so he got into film. Yeah, so I started shooting film just to to teach myself how to you know, shoot film, develop it. You can develop a home. It's just fun. I think it's a, it's a great hobby. And um, along those lines, is I'm, if, if my wife listens to this episode, she'll be sitting there like honking on the horn asking me to say it. I'm a serial hobbyist where I find a hobby and go super deep dive. Oh, that's me. Oh, with 
yeah. with our industry, our primary industry, do you find what are your feelings on having hobbies and stuff as far as you, you need an escape? Yeah, you need an escape. Um, a police work is like we all know it's very structured, should be very structured. Um, it's it's um, paramilitary, mm-hmm. even though we've gotten away a lot yeah. from that. But that's I've been on 24 years. That's the way that I came into the, to the police yeah. work. Um, so, yeah, you definitely need, at least I do, I need a, some kind of creative outlet, something else to focus on than, and not police work because just you go crazy. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, it, it also probably depends on what aspect of the personality that that officer has. You know, I'm, I'm the same way. I've got that creative raised that way so i've always got that creative so i have to do something and you know other people it might just be working out other people it might be some type of fitness yeah. or further training you know like like last week we had chris yeah. you know tactical training just different things that that really yeah, but in my opinion yeah, and, and chris to something totally definitely but chris different. chris takes something that's part of our our our, our industry or in law enforcement which is shooting and being mm-hmm. and he takes it to the next level right it's an art what he does yeah, yeah. yeah i mean the, mm-hmm. the, the art of going on there and the marksmanship and yeah and so it, for him that's his that's his release yeah you know but definitely i mean i think to anybody out there listening that's in the career or thinking about it it's it's important to have those things uh to separate to take your mind off of the work um that you do day in and day out yeah. full-time yeah. to just you know, decompress, not, let life out, and not to not to sidetrack the convo. But you know, as a personal story, it, it took me maybe three years to get out of the everything police mm-hmm. mode and get back to who I was. Yep. You know, I had the, going through the academy shaved head, and I was gung ho about police, 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 and everything. I was living, breathing police work on my off duty time, and and not to say it's not a bad thing, but. It took me about three years to, to, to the comedian, fun-loving, and, and creative guy came back, out. back out. Yeah, yeah, he came back out. So don't when you're if you're planning on doing this, or you're in the and you're in that two to three year mark, or maybe you're in a five year mark, don't hold on to it. It's okay to be both. You could be yourself, a human. You know, we are humans. You could still be who you were, and the police officer. That's the mm-hmm. beauty of this thing. And. Uh, Found it out with photography, found out with Star, Star Wars, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm doing it with uh, creating. So, don't let go. Yeah. Hold on to that. That's who you are. Yep. It helps in police work. But so now you're a photographer. Hey, uh, he's not going to say it, but if you look up top photographers in Miami, he's on the list. Ooh. <laughs> he's on the list. <laughs> are you still on the list, or was that 2000? He said, "You see, you see how he nods." Yeah, for quinceañeras and stuff like that. No. He's on the list. It's a highly recommended. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, Very cool. yeah. He's in that underground. Yeah, I, I tell you, I've, I've, uh, like, I've bought a second camera now and stuff, and I don't do it professionally by any means, but I've done, you know, an event here and there, and uh, and I kind of do it also with the job. Like I'm yeah. that one of those photographers, and uh, it's it's demanding. You know, people want what they want, and they want you to see it, and it's not necessary so, until you probably become big time. Uh, it's not always what you see. You know, sometimes you got to say, "Trust me," but then you got to also do what they think they want. Here, and, here's and here's the the secret to being a successful photographer. Okay. And what I mean, successful, is making a living out of it. You got to be a better businessman than a photographer. Mm. You can be an amazing photographer. I know, I know amazing photographers that I've learned from, I've seen, and they just don't make it just because can't. you got to be a businessman. Yeah. It's all about knowing how to 
sale and dealing with the customer understanding what they want yeah. and that's the hardest the part that yeah. are paying. no make it making money yeah. and then because he was telling me some stories about a guy that he uh, one of the guys he worked for in the beginning and they would he was just like oh you don't you're gonna do it for this much i got you uh let me get another guy in that's gonna do cheaper and it was just it was like uh uh what's it called uh, like um skew Bidding numbers oh, yeah it's like yeah who cares who cares when he does a, a wedding he he takes it personal, mm-hmm. and he he cares about it. And these other guys, these businessmen that are turning over weddings and weddings and weddings and weddings, they're just like, hey, we're just trying to get, we're just yeah. trying to grip and rip and get this money turned yeah. over. He's trying to get the shot, and and show it to them and get that emotional tug mm-hmm. on that emotion. Like, wow, I captured that moment. He's yeah. not a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What's it called uh, when you're doing it real versus documentary? Documentary versus the stage, the yeah, stage. Like, like stage. Yeah, like more of the documentary in the moment kind of yeah, candid, capturing type, candid yeah, shots. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm totally like that at work. I don't I don't really enjoy the posed soccer yeah. team photos. I enjoy the, you know, like, let me stay back here. I've got a bit of a telephoto. I can creep across the group and I can snap these ones if you're having an actual conversation mm. and, and interacting and stuff. And those those are kind of what and, I like And, and the show. problem with that, though, in today's society is we live in the uh, Instagram filter era. Uh-huh. And when you show people who they really look like yeah. and they're when they're having yeah, fun, yeah. They don't recognize themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I look or, fat. Yeah. I look. Oh, it gave me a little bit. Of, <laughs> it, gave me a, it gave me a chin. Oh, yeah. Sounds like we're working it's, with Nick here. Yeah. Hey, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I figured I'd have somebody that I might be able to, like, help yeah. gang up on you. That's all good. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's good to understand all this. Uh, and Because I'm painting the picture on how we got to where we got um, with the police department and how... Um, the success was driven. So he, he's a photographer. Yeah. He learns his craft. He gets really good at his craft. How did you stumble upon, uh, was it, who was it, like Ben Brown or Casey Neistat, one of those guys? I mean, watching YouTube um, for photography-influenced mm-hmm. um, stuff, somehow I came across a couple of vlogs. I think it was, uh, I think you're right, I think it was Ben Brown did some photography, yeah. um, video stuff, ran into... Casey Neistat, oh. and when I ran to Casey Neistat, that was that was it. That yeah. was the. He's inspiring. He, yeah. he's he's amazing, and and depending on that time, I mean, and then for the the couple, the year and a half, two years that he was basically just vlogging every day, yeah. it was amazing. Um, that yeah. was a nightmare for me, by the way, because <laughs> it had quite a standard. Yeah. To, to bring you up to with the with okay. So so if you don't know who Casey Neistat is. Uh, he's one of the the vlog king, I, I guess. Yeah. The guy would vlog his daily life, and he would talk about uh, like you know new iPhones that would come out. Uh, uh, to, he was a skateboarder. He would he made videos. Uh, he was on HBO, right? He had a. He's actually, I think he's the original vlogger, but he didn't call yeah. it a vlog back then because mm-hmm. when he did the series for HBO, it's basically vlogging. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. basically what it was. Um, so he did it way back when when it was. There was not even digital. He was doing it was VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, him and his brother. He's he's he's, he's a well accomplished. Uh, he's a great storyteller, he, filmmaker, storyteller. And, yeah. He's an amazing storyteller. Actually, he's not, technically he's not a good technical filmmaker, right? Well, now he is better now. But before it was more the storytelling. The story was mm-hmm. trumps everything. So so you get so you get Casey Neistat. He does these vlogs, and all of a sudden. Bang, he goes, I'm going to do daily vlogs. And before daily vlogs, he was at like 500,000. He, he didn't have that many subscribers. And 
you know, it's consistency. The key to YouTube is consistency. So you'll see a show from us uh, every every week, at least every week. Where us, but anyways, going back, we're gonna try to be consistent. But he consistency blew up his channel because he was doing a vlog and it was just yeah, it was like five, seven, sometimes ten minutes, and he would mm-hmm. put it out and it was huge success. So I, I picked him up. A friend sent me one where he lost one of his drones on the rooftop of a building. Yeah. He's, he's in Manhattan, and he had to try and figure out how to get that. It was a Parrot drone, I think. He had to figure out how to get it, and kind of like something that I would do. He created like a grappling hook that didn't work, but then, of course, he had his GoPro duct tape to it, so he had the camera angle yeah. shooting down, and it was just it was an awesome video of like uh, Mission Impossible about how to make or how to save his drone from a different rooftop, and it was so cool. So... so- my brother, my sergeant over here across the table, sees that. And he's like, man, this guy's pumping out vlogs every day. Mm-hmm. Ha! Must be easy. <laughs> so when we get to the unit, you know, he's like, okay, so we're going to do this, these videos for Facebook. Da-da-da, and we're going to put out, you know, put like three or four vlogs out a week. <laughs> Yikes. What? <laughs> a week? You could do it. Casey Neistat does it. Come on, bro. Casey Neistat does it. Oh, nah, nah, nah. But we'll we'll move. We'll get. We'll catch up to that. At that point, let me cut you off, and we're going to take our first break of the episode, and uh, we'll be right back after this message. All right. Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that the new video Operation Smooth featuring TTOG is now up on Nick Off Duty. So as soon as the podcast is over, head on over there and check it out now. All right, let's get back to the podcast. All right, bringing it back. And so I have a couple questions because they kind of end up going to both of you. Yeah. But, but over here, um, what when when you guys were starting this or when you were starting this vlog and getting the social media stuff going, what made you picnic or where where did you how'd you pluck them out? So, so I I, um, I knew Nick already from I had gone to see actually when I first got that camera. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I did was shoot the Heroes Night comedy show. The comedy show, yep, where he performed. So, and took, so that's a like that's a show that has police involved. So or? okay, so I made a, a, a Heroes Night. Uh-huh. Um, I told you, be, well, I, I never said this, but before police officer, I did some stand up comedy. Right. Um, so there was around the three four year mark where I started my my, my personality and me started coming back. So I said, you know what, I want to get back into it. But I want to do it around and, and maybe do a night at the Improv in Miami. Shout out to the Improv Miami, uh, which is now in Doral. So I made a night called Heroes Night. I got firefighters. I got paramedics. I got um, military um, and police to perform. And then I mixed in some comics. And we called it Heroes Night. Uh, we didn't charge, but we asked for donations. And we donated, I think it was to PAL. Uh-huh. The Police Athletic League or something. Cool. So he came and, and shot. That was the first gig. It wasn't even a gig. I just, yeah. I came in and I, because one of his partners, uh, Sismondi, Officer Sismondi. Yeah, shout out to um, asked, He worked with me in uh, in PST. And oh, he sorry. asked me if I can come and, you know, take photos. Cool. So I saw him perform. Um, extremely funny guy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, like I was supposed to say that. <laughs> run into him, you know, around the department. Never worked together, but always knew that he was, uh, he knew police work and he was funny. Mm-hmm. So I needed those two things. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody who's going to be in front of the camera that understood police work. That in, you know, not everybody is at the same level, you would say, right. in police work. So um, I knew he was tactical. I knew he was proactive. So he had some experiences out there. Um, and it was funny. 
So, and other people recommended it. You know, when I pitched my idea to other people, hey, what do you think about this? They were like, man, Nick is your guy. I mean, that's cool because that's a that's a an agency that is how many fill it in? The, the uh, like eighteen hundred now. It's huge, huge. But it's I think it was at twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. Still very big. Complete employees. I don't know about sworn to sworn. Yeah. We're about fourteen now. Yeah. But still very, yeah. but very large to have. You know, yes, a name. Yeah, cool. Well, I was putting up little videos with my son too. That mm-hmm. I remember you would. Yeah, on social media, I watched some of the stuff he did. So I knew he he dabbled in in video. Um, I wasn't doing video at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was starting to transition and learn video. A lot of things, you know, as you know, switch over um, from from photography to video. So I reached out to him. I was like, he was my my first pick. I had some other second uh, second picks there, you know, just in case he turned me down. Shout out to Mikey, <laughs> Mikey. Yeah. So he was on the vlogs. Okay, uh, so, yeah, cool. So I reached out to him and I I pitched him the idea. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do a vlog to highlight what we do from our point of view in the department and in, in this uh, as police in police work itself. And I want you to be in front of the camera. So had had let the, me let me fix bo- your mic. Where you go? Had the bosses um, really? You know, I mean, were the bosses already kind of gave you like marching orders on it, or no? Nah, that was my directive, first. or they just said, "Hey, you figure something out, and then let us know." The, the, the bosses didn't even know yet. Oh, okay. I pitched it to him first. Yeah, I had to have everybody who I wanted uh-huh. first. How it was going to be before I presented it to the bosses. So once he was on board and he said yes, um, I reached out to. To Ramos, Major mm-hmm. Ramos, Umset Ramos. Oh, he was just on. We just had him on, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, yeah. So I reached out to him. He worked, when he was in office, he worked for me in our problem-solving team in Little Havana. So I had a relationship with him already. At that time, he was the executive assistant to the chief. Oh, wow. So I reached out to him and said, hey, get me a meeting. I need a meeting with the chief. Um, I want to pitch an idea to him uh, about doing a vlog. Um, just get me the meeting. So he he made that happen. He he believed in it too. He was cool. he was there from the beginning with us, helped us out, you know, throughout the whole process. Yeah. And and said, yeah, I'll get you a meeting with the chief. So he got me the meeting with the chief, presented to him, and I think we had meeting turned from like a twenty minute kind of thing to like almost a two hour meeting. Yeah. And by the end of the meeting, the chief was, uh, which was at the time was Chief Yanis. Mm-hmm. He was throwing ideas back at me. So I'm like, we got him. He's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in. He's in. He's, eating. He's in. He said us to shoot a pilot. Yeah. So he put a twist on it, though. Um, I came in with the idea of a vlog, and he and Major Ramos threw it back at me and said, um, we can't just do a vlog. If this is going to work, you're going to have to run a social media unit. They were already talking about creating a social media unit. Um, Ramos had pitched that idea, I believe, to, to the chief. So they said, um, you can do the vlog, but you also have to run the social media unit. Can you do that? I said, yeah, of course. Well, let's do it. Um, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I had no idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, it was that crash course. You know? I had no idea. Yeah. So sure. yeah. I ran home, started Googling social media units. I reached out to a bunch of the police departments. Nobody had policies. Nobody had a social media unit. All the social media that was being handled was being done by public information office, right. the PIOs. Yeah. But there wasn't really a unit per se. And it was really probably just, hey, there's a traffic crash. We're on our way to a scene that's a shooting. Media can stage here. Yeah. It you was know, a second thought. Of, it was yeah. basically, um, at least down here. 
-hmm. other parts of the department of, of the United States, other departments did a little bit better job. Where you know they understood the power of social media, but nobody had a vlog. But nobody had a vlog. Nobody. So I went home and I started learning, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to learn what social media police, other police departments were doing. I went into the private sector. How the private sector using social media? Right, because it's know. a marketing tool. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly what it is. You look at, you have to look at. We looked at. Um, it's one of the things we sold. We got. We had to look at the city of Miami Police Department as a brand. Mm -hmm. Our patch, our our name was a brand. And you were already out there, bad boys, stuff like that. The yeah. patch is recognizable. Right. Everybody can associate that. This department does, you know, uh, freaking Miami Vice, yeah. everything. You yeah. know, it's already. And you can build off that. Right. So we created a marketing campaign, basically, is what we did on showing. Uh, we, weren't, we weren't trying to sell anything. We want to show you what we already do. Mm -hmm. the, the, we have a lot of officers that do a lot of great things out there on the street, day in and day out. Personal things that they do. They go above and beyond. And nobody was showing that. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, So that's, that's what we revolved around. We want to show what each officer already does, the great work that they do. But we need somebody as a liaison to show that, and that was Nick. He was mm -hmm. the liaison. Um, if you notice from the beginning, it wasn't Officer Perez. It was mm -hmm. Nick. The shirt that he wore was oh, a polo. The polos. Everything, we, we, we looked at the psychology behind this, the science behind social media, everything, and then created a whole campaign around it, a whole, uh, whole idea, strategy that behind was, it. That was one of the things that we said, like, uh, I don't want to be a PIO. No offense, uh, but I, I, none, I, none taken. I don't want to be a PIO standing there. Hello, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I need it to be me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna joke. You know, I'll walk the line between serious joke and, but I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna be. I don't want to be. You know, high. You know, and and like I'm reading a teleprompter. Right. So that's what like what he was saying. So then the then the shirt came in, Nick. MPD TV was the first. MPD TV MPD was going to be. MPD TV was the. <laughs> the original shirt says. MPD TV. Like, if you look, go back to the video. I think that was in one of the clips. I promise uh, I wasn't going to say it um, and go back to that video. But if you look at the video of why uh, or farewell Miami police vlog or whatever, in one of the highlights was that I saw shirt. That, yeah. And that was actually from a pilot. Pilot. Because the chief was like, I love the idea. Show me. Yeah. Show me. So we we staged a, a fake. I don't even know if you still have that vlog. Yeah, I have it. A fake vlog, with a with a twenty minute dog searching <laughs> scene. <laughs> Super sleepy, boring, probably. Oh my god! Right. It, it, it was so so. Essentially, it was just like a, we tried to recreate what a vlog would look like. We didn't know because we never done it yet. Right. So, but we're like, this is what we imagined it. So, hey guys, what's going on? At the beginning was me getting dressed in my house with a dirty with a dirty ass door. door. That I'm like, hey, man, can we cut that door? I was like, no, we need the door. Oh, so dirty. Because I bought a foreclosure, and the, the tape was still <laughs> stuck. So it grime. It was just bad. Well, anyways, yeah. I fixed it up. It was nice on the inside. Yeah, it's like, man, that's so nice. But anyways, um, so people were commenting, you clean your door, man. Clean your door. <laughs> and this was on the actual MPD well, YouTube? The first vlog, the official vlog. I used the intro, the in, the pilot intro. Oh, okay. And then I stopped and I was like, "All right, guys. By the by the way, I painted my door. You know, whatever." <laughs> so, anyways, so we shot a pilot. So when we get to it's a it's a canine officer. There's a perimeter. We had a canine officer stage there, and then he started filming um, the dog searching. Mm -hmm. With like drums, like a chasing drum. <laughs> <laughs> 
and on. And we were learning, learning as we went. No, 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 no. Without a doubt, you know, uh, yeah. you know, when you watch it in your retrospect, you're like, oh, okay, that was a little bit long. Like, yeah. I, you gotta look and learn from what you do. Right. Mm. So it's like I told him. I go, listen. No matter what we do. We can always fall back to, hey, we're cops. Yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not filmmakers. We're cops. Coffee drinking and donut eating. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when we do good, and we're like, and we're cops. I'm allowed to carry a gun. And we're, oh, yeah. No, no, no. And we're cops. Ding. The little thing. Wow, these guys are amazing. <laughs> so we, the, the pilot uh, went, went over well. Um, I think he even mentioned the chief. He mentioned, maybe we could do something about the dog scene. You know, <laughs> cut it down a little. We get the point. He's searching. You know, he, he wanted to show the pilot to the rest of the staff and make uh -huh. sure that every staff member in the department was on board. And when everybody gave it the blessing, they said, "Okay, you guys start December of 2015, December oh, wow. 1st. Yeah. So that was our first day. Yeah, so. and it was. You know, I, I want these guys. Uh, you know, I want you guys to take care of these guys. These guys are going to be out there. Um, whatever they need. Yeah, whatever they need. So we got the, the go, the don't green be, light. Don't be scared of the cameras. Yeah. yeah. So that we had, we had carte blanche. It was, it was uh, we want to do this. And it was like, yeah, okay, go. Kind of just left it up to us. Yeah. The first month or more. Because yeah. the first vlog didn't come in until February. Yeah, We didn't February. post the February. But the first month or two was all creating policies, sitting down with legal. Right. Uh, shout out to JC. Yeah, JC. Yeah. I mean, because that's one thing that some people might not understand is that when some of this stuff's going on on social media, you got to make sure that the message is consistent with your department's policies and procedures. You got to make sure that the things that people are doing are, you know, so it's there's a lot more behind the scenes than just like, hey, here's a camera, an SD card, and and maybe some lights. Yeah. And Have a lot, good day. And a lot, like I said, a lot of departments that I reached out to, nobody had policies. Right. I think I found one or two pages here and there from different departments, even from out of state. So we had to come up with, well, in our department, we had departmental orders, and then we have SOPs, mm -hmm. which are standard operating procedures right. for the unit itself. So, yeah, that took us, that took me a good month or two to really get yeah. it. And the other thing is a lot of departments might have what you, when you search, like if it's digital, like ours is digital, you type in social media, it's really just instructions for your personal social media. Yeah. Don't yeah. post a picture of you in uniform. Well, Don't do this, this, this. Yeah. That's what the officers thought when we first came out. Nobody knew what the hell we were. So they're like, oh, they're making a unit to, to investigate our social media unit. And you know how it is sometimes in police departments. Well, most times, we're probably all the time in police departments. Yeah. And it's like a high school. Yeah. So then the rumor starts burning through, and then yeah. everyone's looking at you. By the way, okay, just a background on this guy sitting in front of you. He did homicide. He did human trafficking. He was in IA. He did a problem-solving team in Little Havana, which is essentially like a, it was like street-level narcotics. It was an NRO, which is a neighborhood resource officer. So this guy is a well array of things. But if you notice what I said, he was in the IA. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like... Oh yeah, they're gonna investigate our social media. You get the side <laughs> eyes from you know, and then yeah. like, hey, you, and then you talk to people, and they're like, like giving you that short answer, like Chris was the last right, podcast right. that yeah. you know, like a deposition. Yep. Hey man, where are you going? This way. Why? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then eventually people caught on, but there yeah. was a strategy behind that too on how to get people aboard. But um, I forgot where we were at. No, but hey, let's let's shoot a real quick break, ah. and we'll cut it here. Well, it's then, fine. Yeah. Oh, it, it is. Believe me. All right. Um, but it's really good. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back, and we'll talk about that. All right. What's up, everybody? It's Justin here. Just wanted to tell you about our friends over at D and B Tile Distributors. 
There's six locations all across South Florida for whatever you need from accessories, installation materials, marble, stone, sealers, cleaners, tiles, of course, different tools that you might need. Go over and check out their website, dbtile.com. And when you go in there, tell them that the Donut Shop podcast sent you. Now back to the show. All right, so we're back, and yes. you know it's kind of what what sort of things. I feel bad. You... I'm talking a lot. No, no, but I, hey, I'm here. That's why I'm. Here. Right. Um, I'm not going to hide behind the computer the whole time this episode. Yeah. So, what sort of things like help drive you know maybe the topics that you would talk about or the officers that you might feature during these vlogs, especially in the beginning? So the number one thing that we 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 put at the top of the list always that we have always had to meet, um, or had to. Had to meet? Yeah. Meet. Ten commandments. You had ten. Well, we had the 12. Was it 12? Ten. ten. Uh, it might have been 12. But basically, overall, it was, these were rules that we had to follow always in everything we did. But basically, one of the, the number one rule is we had to give something of value mm-hmm. to our subscribers, to our viewers, to the citizens of Miami who we re- represent. Um, social media unit was to be another tool, like burglary was, like homicide is, where we gave them uh, tips on how to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there was something active going on, like an active shooter or a hurricane was coming, we're going to keep them safe and give them good information or giving them um, doing public service announcement, how to protect your house from a burglary, how to protect yourself from getting robbed, how to protect your vehicle from getting broken into. So there had to be something of value. It was not just, hey, look how great we are. Yeah. You yeah. know, we put a hat on a kid's yeah, head and yeah. take a picture. Yeah, look uh, at our cool toys. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not. That's, I definitely didn't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of that going on. So we wanted to show a, and use it as a tool, showing that social media can be a tool to keep the citizens safe of Miami. And, and, and that's what we always try to do. What, you know, every time we came up with an idea, and, and it was a balance because that's what I do as a manager, my, as a supervisor. He was a creative part. So if he brought something to me and said, hey, let's do this, I will say, okay, why? Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's going to be funny. And we definitely need that. You know, you need to draw that audience. That the, the science behind it and the psychology behind it is the first eight seconds, you got to draw that viewer in. If not, they're just going to keep going. There's yeah. a million other things they can watch on social media. Totally. So you got to lure them in. So that first eight seconds has to be funny, has to be um, something alluring, something that say, what is this? Yeah. What's next? Eye-catching. Yeah. Eye-catching, you know, um, whatever it is. So we have to. We have to balance that. The funny, everything is funny, everything's exciting, it's cool, it's witty, but what message are we giving? Mm-hmm. Are we giving something of value to them at the end of the day? Um, so that, that was always from the beginning. You know, let's, what, why? I always ask him, okay, why? What's the purpose? <laughs> why am I always the guy coming? <laughs> hey, what do you think about this? We go beep, boo, 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 beep, beep, yeah. The running, like, the running man challenge was a perfect example. Uh, he didn't want to do the running man challenge. Yeah. I was like, what's the purpose of this? And, and, and elaborate. I have my, I think I have the answer, but for, for the audience, why, why do you do a running man challenge? All right. Story behind it real quick. Uh, NYPD got challenged by New Zealand. New Zealand does a running man uh, in 2016. Challenges NYPD. I'm looking at these videos and I'm like, well, New Zealand did good. You know, shout out to NYPD, nothing but love. That's where the B Boys started, you know, uh, hip hop. Uh, However, the Running Man wasn't that great. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, man, we could smoke this Running Man challenge. Look how many views, millions of views. Like it was like two million for one, and then the other one had like a million. So NYPD catches the pass from New Zealand and then passes it on Chicago 
and another large agency up north. We get totally bypassed. So I was like, oh, man, well, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just do it? And, of course, um, it was actually it was you and Ramos in the, in the office. And they're like, ah, but we didn't get challenged. So it kind of looked weird, you know. We're just like, hey, guys, look at us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like dan- dancing, doing our stuff. And, and it just would have been weird. So I was like, man. And I was like, I could break dance. And they're like, nah. Nah, you can't break dance. I'm like, bro, I can break dance. Maybe like back in the day, like on a on a piece of cardboard, you, you guys. But get out of here! And they would they would yeah. josh me. They were yeah. joking with me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, all right. So it is what it is. You don't believe I can break dance? So then, Miami Beach got Miami Beach gets challenged from somewhere over the pond, and on the in the UK it gets challenged, and then Miami Beach shout out to Ernesto, which might get him on. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. He says he's down. Uh, Ernesto, actually, let's go down to Miami Beach and do that one. Oh, we could do that. <laughs> so uh, Ernesto challenges us, and I was like, "Yes!" Yeah, but until then, the, all those, the, the if you looked at all the uh, Running Man challenge was just like they just started dancing. There was no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. There was no storyline mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it was so we to were it. brainstorming. I was like, you know what? We were pushing the blog. Yeah, the blog had just started. Um, we were trying to get more subscribers, more people to go on to YouTube and, and follow us. That's where I was going with my question. So yes. good job, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> you set him up. <laughs> so we're like, all right, let's use that to bring more awareness. Mm-hmm. So the idea was put Nick as if he was vlogging throughout the department, mm-hmm. doing different things, and everybody kept approaching him. Hey, Nick, running man challenge. Hey, Nick, running man challenge. And then because that was already probably happening. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, and yeah, we got yeah, challenged true, by the beach. It was a true story. Yeah, yeah and we got, got challenged by the beach. So the chief was even on board. Chief yeah. Giannis, if you see there, it was like, "Hey, Nick, I don't like getting challenged." Yeah. You know, so and Ramos was right by him. And Ramos, yeah, I mean, right Ramos was there too. So that's the storyline we came up with, and then we went into it, and then we put a twist. I think we were the first one to put a twist into it because it wasn't just a running man challenge. So he, quick he, backstory: I was a DJ. Uh, I still actually, I just put my equipment into a storage uh, teardrop. But uh, I was a DJ for many years, high school, house parties, records, uh, you know, techniques, all that stuff. So I'm like, let's mix, let's mix in some flavor. Let's mix in some flavor. And we came up with uh, 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 Gloria Stefan. Come on, check it better, baby. Do that. But even, even the, the Running Man Challenge song that was being used was I mi- a, a I found mix the remix. No, the remix. The, so what it was is the original to catch it. Oh, they're doing the run. And then, like, within a couple seconds, change it to... Mm-hmm. This is how we do it in Miami. And then, yeah. you know, ding, ding, ding. It's almost like a travel video, too. Yeah. <laughs> or a, uh, you know, like a, a tourism board advertisement. <laughs> and then I did, uh, and then I, and then I did the, it was like a hip hop. That wasn't hip hop, but it was like a B-boy. You could break to this version. I found the remix and then we dropped that thing. And then uh, at Breakdance, this is a funny story behind that. I don't want to take up all the time because this is good, but it's a good, where we're on it, I might not have to get to tell it again. So, so to go back, uh, I told you that these guys didn't believe that I could break dance. dance you know yeah. you know they they need to see it they're the guys no no i need to see it you know yeah. so the night before i'm stretching and i'm like all right and then the mirror about to go in the shower and i'm stretching i'm like ah, ah, and i crack my hip i was like ooh, maybe i don't i don't warm up i'm just gonna give it all i got and leave it on the floor so it goes down to the 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 break dance circle at the end of the video and they're like all right let's see what you got and we shot all that in one morning Oh, yeah. We got challenged the night before. The next day, we, w- we got in early. Actually, went to a, a news interview. And that's a whole other story. We went to a news interview. 
that was Spanish, and if you know who I am, I don't speak Spanish. But he agreed for our first news interview to be on a Spanish channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, C. <Yeah. laughs> Good idea. You know, he speaks fluent, you know, uh, but I, I just suck at Spanish. Yeah. And my last name is Perez, so it's, it's horrendous. So, anyways, we go, we finish that. I'm on, the, I'm on the bottom of the ground. I had a horrible interview. I called my mom. I was down in the dumps. You know, it was early in the morning. It was yeah. like it was like six in the morning when we got there. It was five, six in the morning. Oh yeah. So, man, I, I was feeling like poopy, caca, doo doo. Yeah. So, uh, Running Man starts. We get to work early, and we, go, bam, we're moving and grooving. We shot that, and it was like two p.m. Right? Edit it, put it out that same day at two p.m. Wow. <laughs> Took off. Then there's there's a, there's. A, there's a reason why it went viral, and I can, I can tell you the reason. There's a lot that had to do with it, but the stars are online. So going back to the breakdance part, okay? It's my time to shine, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give it all I got. I told him I'm going, and I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to break. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You ready? Ready. Ready. Fly off. Action. Breakdance. I hit my windmills. Oh, my God. My body's holding up. I end. Ooh, Bam. All right. Everyone's like, woo. Everyone's impressed. Everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. I did it. I survived. Go over to him. <sighs> How'd it look, man? How'd it look? What'd you tell me? I go, we're going to have to do it all over again. I forgot, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> he forgot to hit record. Classic. I, bro, my face, I got pale. I was like, no. Wait, maybe I need to take a break so I can check these cameras real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my! Are you kidding me? Because he's a joker. Yeah. Uh, he says he's the manager, but he's also a joker. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I spin an idea and it turns into something with him. But anyways, I'm like, oh my god! So I'm checking my body. You know, you check all your giblets, yeah. make sure you're all still intact. You know, just gushing blood. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I'm good. Oh my god, I'm good. Okay. You know what? This time, I'm gonna do my hardest ever. Like I'm just, I'm just gonna go as hard as I can, do the fastest windmills I've ever done. So. Mother jumper, you better hit record. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. So, record. As I'm doing the windmills, you could you just slow down and watch my face. I'm rolling because I'm pushing so hard that in between each windmill, I'm going. That's the cut that you burr, used on the video. Burr, yes. <laughs> burr, burr, and my, oh man, it's so bad because. <laughs> Because everyone's mouth is open and the, my legs are fanning the wind, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah!" with their mouths open, just catching and, greens, I don't, and smoking uh, their mouth. I'm just rolling. I'm like, "Oh my god! I hope no one hears me." So, right, and they're, "Oh my god!" Every windmill was that. It was so. That's a secret. Spinter. Yeah, it's a loose story. So you actually did not hit record on the first one. No, he didn't. What it is with the we were using the the GH fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get out, of, if you hit the record and you're on a different screen, it goes back to the the screen. It doesn't actually start recording. So oh, you have to hit oh, it like yeah. twice, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it and that's right. what it was. No. I had been reviewing, so I hit record. It didn't record. It oh, went to the other screen. God. That was, so. but it turned. It worked out because hey, I hey, actually did that faster. Was a, that was a complex scene. Yeah. Because there was a lot that goes on once yeah. you land, you yes. still gotta have the bomb tape. Squad walk by with the tape. The no, that was Walt. That was, that Walt. was Walt. Killed Walt. it. No, Walt. Walt. Bomb Squad was there, but yeah. the, the tape, the Walt walked by. Yeah. So I mean, it's still that's that's the other part of production that's yeah. sometimes crazy. Like you might hit your, yeah. you know, you might hit your mark, but then you got everybody else is just busy like choking from farts <laughs> or, <laughs> or or whatever. <laughs> I gotta do this a third time. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. The audience is like, no more, please, no more. <laughs> he might poop himself so, this time. So the magic, the magic behind that Running Man is that the heat, the heat had just come off of getting knocked out of the finals. Ooh. So Miami was down in the dumps. This is when we had Bosh, uh, LeBron, Wade, and they got knocked out of the finals. So everyone in Miami, down. Miami police comes out. Not only was it a, a badass video, you know, you got mm-hmm. police officers dancing, break dancing, but Miami got behind us. Mm. And, f- man, and the stories that came from officers on the street, really? that they would, people would come up to them, man, that, that running man you guys did was so awesome. Man, it was that bridge, and cops would come up to me, officers would come up to me and say, man, that, thank you, bro, what you guys are doing, that was awesome. You know, people are coming up to me, they're thanking me, they're uh, conversating with me, mm-hmm. you know, so it helped. It helped a lot, and it was just there was a residual effect that, that went out, uh, like a ripple effect that went out, and there was more to it. We had no idea. We'll, we never went viral, so we didn't know what was to come with it. So, <laughs> but so that was kind of that's kind of the thing with these challenges, and some of them have cycled through the system that was uh, the first. In, in the past few years, and that was like one of the first major ones. Um, but I mean, even back to the when we were all dumping ice buckets on our heads and stuff like that, those yeah. types of challenges. But Running Man specifically, uh, because it dealt really with law enforcement, it it it. If, if you can get it to go viral or at least locally, it'll bring people to your channels, bring people to your social media and, and allow them to get to either get to know you, hopefully on a positive note, but then also hopefully retain them for bigger and better things or if there's emergencies and they need yeah. information from. And what was funny, a side story from that, people don't know that the backstories is, you know, the negative Nancy's mm-hmm. and the media in particular. Mm-hmm. We started getting some interviews from that, and the media, well, you know, what, what would you say to people that uh, are saying that you guys should be out there doing police work right. instead you're dancing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how does that serve a purpose? So, and that's where we, we, we killed them with the, with the answers because it goes back to where we already had established on, at least on Facebook and some of the other platforms, good videos, public service announcement videos. Uh, videos giving good information about burglaries and what we mentioned yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the answer to that was this video is helping us. If you look at how many subscribers we got out of it and people and how many followers we got out of it, was amazing. Now we can give them all this good information exactly. that we already have on our platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a tool. The Running Man Challenge was a tool and an event or whatever you want to call it to bring in more people so that way we can now give them Good information that's going to help them. Law yeah, that, enforcement related. That's where that's where the the I guess the acceptance like okay let's let's do it because we had to sell it on that because imagine we're we're uh, we're sworn law enforcement officers right we're getting we're supposed to be doing law enforcement duties how do you justify officers with a camera and all they do are challenges mm-hmm. so you got to give some kind of value in order in order to back that up like yeah it's good to mix that in. You know, and shows the lighter side. But at the end of the day, you, you have to be on there justifying your existence or holding a camera. So you need to give out that information. So sure. and it's good information and stuff that, that you, you know, typically you won't be able to reach these people because they're on social media. And if you're not on there, like he was saying, there's a conversation. This is yeah. one thing. Because there's a lot of people, you know, fast forward to 2020, there's a lot of people that just don't turn on their TV onto the news stations anymore to watch it, but they are still on social media. Yeah. And, and, and that's how we sold it to the chief. And when we, I spoke to the chief, it was like, like he was just saying, 
there's a conversation going on about us out there on social media, and we're not part of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of departments are not part of it. Right. They're stuck in using PIO alone in the media, and we all know how, what the, how the media is going to portray us. They're mm-hmm. going to only show what they want to show. Right. And if the atmosphere is there is negative to police, where they're going to join that, yeah. as we've seen going on today. So you have to be on there. You have to be active on social media as a police department in order to put your message out there and put that other side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we implemented with, with Chief Giannis was every time he was going to give a statement, we would record the statement first, put it on all our social media, social media platforms, mm-hmm. and then give it to the media. Right. The entire statement. The entire statement. Mm-hmm. So that way, if they were going to clip yep. and, and, and cut, they knew that everybody else can just go to our platforms and see the whole story yeah. and right. hear the whole statement. Yeah. The media didn't like that. There was a lot of pushback at the beginning when we started that. Because um, they want the school. Well, lo, 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 lo and behold, right. the times we did that, that story never made it to the cycle. It'd just be a blurb. It yep. never made it because they couldn't spin anything because it was this is, <laughs> this is the whole entire statement that's up. And not only that, because we have the followers, we are able to have the message out to more people. So the, if, if you have 30 followers you know and you're, yeah. you're like oh, who's who's watching them yeah. but if you have 30,000 300,000 okay well now people know the truth so, so I'm if not the gonna, media yeah. spun it a certain way there might be somebody that's on both platforms and go well no 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 it's not exactly yes. how he said it there you know when the fire starts to happen underneath in the comments people can start saying no look this is the full video yeah, yeah. It, you know same thing they're doing right same thing they're doing right now yeah. hey this is three other angles yeah this is why the decisions are made so, um, you know, so you could see things like, all right, challenge, those things come up quick, yeah. you know, last second, last minute. What what sort of schedule did you keep or how did you develop the schedule, um, you know, for the vlogs, per se, and, and what you what? guys did when shooting? The weekly schedule? Yeah. So weekly schedule, what we started doing was, at the beginning, it was just him and I. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, you deal with the blog. You'll be my in front of the camera for any other type of video, like on Facebook. And I'll edit those. Mm-hmm. So I'll help you shoot the vlogs. You edit those. You help me shoot the PSAs. And then I'll edit those. That's how we started dividing at the beginning. So we tried doing, on Facebook, we're doing two videos a week. Yeah. Like That's two, what we were shoot for. Yeah, about, PSAs. Yeah, like two, yeah. three-minute PSA videos. Um, on Facebook, a one vlog. We decided on one vlog. I wanted two. <laughs> they wanted two a week. A oh, week. Oh, we worked four week. days a week. Yeah. But we learned that that was not going to happen. Yeah. I Lost learned equals. that that was not going to happen. Yeah. I still get it to this day. It's because you have no heart. It's because you have no heart. Like, oh, my God. And he was, no, but you know what? He pushed. It was good to, that push because he kind of molded my work ethic. Not all the way. He's not going to take credit for everything, like, you know, being on time and everything. But you sound like a good motivator. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. He was a great motivator, and he, he molded my work ethic and the way that I'm – I basically took everything I learned there and what we learned together, and I'm now applying it into my own stuff. So mm-hmm. without that base, I wouldn't be able to be doing anything, like even this. Mm-hmm. So, But going back to the, the schedule for the – Yeah, weeks. so we would do – like I said, we were shooting for two videos on Facebook – um, back then, the algorithms for Facebook was a little bit different than they are now. Totally. I think now they favor posting more often. Back then, it wasn't. So the algorithms keep changing, so you got to change your strategy. But that's what we did. Two on Facebook, uh, one vlog, and then daily Instagram. So, so real quick, to someone who's listening, like, what's an algorithm? So an algorithm is... First, a, can you spell it? Yeah, <laughs> A-L-G. 
Algorith or whatever. Oh, alligator. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> algorithm is essentially what Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. It's what they they're controlling what they want on their platforms and who is going to see what. So, what I mean by that is, um, if you're putting up flyers for an event and you're not making an event, you just I got a, a flyer that I'm. I'm doing a comedy show, and it's a whole bunch of writing. YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, they don't like that. They don't want any of that. So their algorithm catches. It scans pictures for words. It reads descriptions. So, and, it, and it also listens to the audio. Like, so what we're talking now, um, if, you, if you notice on Instagram or any of these platforms, so if we do a, for, for instance, for this podcast, if I do a video on Instagram saying, hey, guys, we're, we just released a video on YouTube or it's, it's, you know, it's up on YouTube, head over to YouTube, Spotify. If I'm sending them out of the platform, the algorithm hears that because it has that talk to text uh, technology mm-hmm. and, it, and it crushes it. So it says, no, we're not feeding this out to anybody because we want them on our platforms. Just remember, all these platforms, their number one purpose is to sell advertisement. Yeah, keep your Business. eyes on that app. Yeah, that yeah that's page. it. They, they, they yeah, all said scrolling. Facebook was a perfect, oh, it's a social uh, a social platform for people to co- co- uh, connect. BS. It was bringing the masses, get you addicted to it, yes. <laughs> get you um, dependent on it, yeah. and then we bring in the advertisers. Look yeah. at look sell at, you advertisement. That's at, all that is. Look oh. at your timeline. What you're into, what you look at, you're going to see tons of videos. If you're in the cop shooting videos, you're going to see a whole bunch of police and shooting videos. You're going to see shoot, uh, police advertisements. If you're into twerking videos, you know who you are out there. Your mm-hmm. timeline is probably full of twerk. Like, wow. You know, I, yeah. I'm just addicted. The world is just all twerking. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and then your Amazon, you're getting like little booty shorts and stuff yeah. uh, in your Amazon little advertisements. Oh. It's the algorithm is, is watching what you're doing. They want you to stay there so that they can push, like he said, the advertisements to mm-hmm. you. And they're tweaking their advertisements. Uh, this guy likes uh, twerking videos. We're going to put all our twerking uh, material and paraphernalia that they're selling right here, bang, mm-hmm. th- onto this guy's timeline. So it's the algorithm okay. is what's controlling us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let so, me get my foil. Yeah. <laughs> As you put your tinfoil <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Hey, man. I said, what did I say? The surf clothing brand yesterday? I said, like, Hurley or something like yeah. that. And my wife's going through her Instagram. And she goes, never seen an advertisement for this yeah. brand yeah. in my Instagram. Absolutely. Except for you said it. Yeah. And it Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, that, so that's what he meant back then, the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook hadn't started. I mean, they started a little bit with their business as far as business pages and marketing and all that stuff. They started a little bit, but they weren't as heavy. Uh, and then they used these events out there as catalysts to tighten the reins more on businesses. Mm-hmm. So as the years went on in social media... Our page is not a government page on social media. We're a business page. They don't have government page. Do, do they now? They've changed it back and forth. But, yeah, it was it was, it was uh, a government page. Yeah. So yeah, I think the, ours is a business page. The reason why yeah. it's important to understand that there's an algorithm to be successful on social media, you have to understand how to defeat the algorithm. And essentially what that means is create content that won't disrupt or get destroyed by this algorithm. Mm-hmm. There's There's... Uh, tactics is I say tactics but techniques to posting on Facebook what we learned right mm. if you post one video it's gonna go good that next video that comes out is wait a minute the, the first one we gave you was a freebie 
If you want to post two a day, you're going to have to pay for that second one. So it just gets crushed. So maybe it's on a roll to get um, start views a couple thousand. As soon as you post that next thing, if it's a flyer or a dud or whatever, that video just goes bing, bang, and goes down and gets suppressed by the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So trial and error with this guy. We, yeah. we were like, man, what's going on? Scratching our heads. And I would say to him, uh, man, there's a reason. Like Every time I, on my personal stuff, when I post stuff from YouTube to Facebook, it wouldn't get that many views. But if I put it on Facebook, and it's just I upload the video straight to Facebook, it would get a lot of views. And we're like, we're scratching our heads. until, And then he started researching. Remember what you said. You go down the rabbit hole. So whenever you're uh, obsessed with something, you get like, yeah, you yeah. just cover yourself all in it every day. <laughs> yeah. This guy is like that. He wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I know because we shared rooms on trips. <laughs> Single beds, by the way. Every time we went to a hotel, I don't, he would book it. And we would just get one full-size bed. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> They don't have double beds in this hotel? There's no one else in this hotel. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, man. They said this is all they had left. It was like trip after trip after trip. Like, Why is hey. there a fireplace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the bed, uh, the hot tub was red, the heart-shaped yeah. hot tub? So, but I'll tell you, some of the warmest sleep I had in years. <laughs> so, uh, no, you know what? That's a joke that we ongoing there, and we said that at a conference one time. We said it at, uh, it was at, um, it was in, like, middle Florida, very mm-hmm. conservative. Okay, a very oh. conservative area. Yeah. So we open up, and I and I do the whole the whole shtick with the one bed uh, joke, and they're all looking like, <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of them started, <laughs> and they all started cracking up. Oh, but that was our opener for the thing. <laughs> yeah. So to come back to the uh, uh, what the hell was I talking? Algorithms. About? Algorithms. Yeah. So we he learned all about. His, he's like, I got it. Comes in the next day. He was like drinking coffee. <laughs> he's like, I got it. I'm like, you got what? He's like, it's called an algorithm. And I'm like, ooh. And then we had Big this. Word, yeah. Yeah. And then we had this whole uh, meeting about this and that and this. And then, sure as hell, it was we do something. Hey, look, it's working. No, 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 no. Nobody post or somebody would mess up and mm-hmm. post something uh, that we didn't have control over because at the beginning. His idea is one mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm talking too much because I know this story. Yeah, I'm talking too much. But one mouth, okay, right. the, the, the social media is a mouth of the agency. So you're given, delivering a message. If a lot of people have access to that uh, exit point the, of the information, then you, something might slip out that you're not aware of. And this, therefore, you, like, it might contradict what you're doing. Or in this case, it would mess up the algorithm because people don't understand about that. Right. Yeah, because our PIOs had access to the social media mm-hmm. platforms when we first started. They already had a Facebook and a, and a Twitter. That's it. That's all they had. So they would post just whenever they wanted. They didn't look if we had put a video. I didn't want to put them out there, but he, <laughs> he went hard. You know, they were not. So we had to educate them yeah. as to, hey, if you're going to post, that's fine. Let us know first. Yeah. I'll give you the thumbs up or not because you're going to crush what we just posted. Or it might not vibe with what, you know. You have to, that's, that's another thing. I think um, we had a shooting in the city of Miami one time where, like, 12 people got shot or something. Yeah. And here's PIO posting a photo of them at a party. Yeah, yeah. You know, having coffee with a cop or something like that. Yeah, or, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That's, this is not... <laughs> You know, this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. People are following us, for, and we're, we're presenting this information. I was saying, here's a photo of you guys partying. Yeah. You but it's, not, it was, it's because they weren't really – it's not that they saw the shooting and, they, and then they were they like, oh, we're going to post this. Yeah. Well, they and, just, they, and they see the value of posting that photo, but yeah, maybe not they didn't, exactly. Maybe they weren't aware of, like, okay, we just put this out there. 
And then once we started to deliver that, hey, this is the, the mouth, mm -hmm. this is the message. So he started tightening up the, the water spouts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the water guy comes and shut your water off. <laughs> and he's like, everything's going to flow out of here, out of this mm -hmm. office. So uh, eventually we were able to control a little bit more of that. Um, but there were times where we created this video and it was a great video. And then all of a sudden it was then a, uh, just a random picture would pop up. And we're like, who posted that? No, no. And then the video was like, oh, and then they, they would come up like, hey, man, that really, uh, the video really tanked. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you posted a, a, a random picture that like yeah. didn't. So everything got tightened up because of that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, there was a, there's a science behind all that. Yeah. All right, science. well, let's take uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some current day social media and maybe like how to how to work social media a bit in in 2020 and uh makeup of social media units. Right. We'll and i'm back. gonna get some tape for this mic uh, yeah this portion of the podcast is brought to you by how to teach k-12 online uh it's written by angela lawrence you can find it on amazon you can order a hard copy or download the kindle version uh, inside this handbook, teachers will learn over 20 strategies to support a teacher as they transition from face-to-face -to, -face to online instruction. Administrators in schools will find a launching pad for professional development. And parents that are homeschooling online for the first time can get an inside scoop into how to teach students in a virtual classroom. So this handbook is ranked number one. That's right. In Espanol, numero uno. In professional development in new releases by Amazon. Pick up a copy today. Uh, you can again in a digital copy on, on your Kindle, or you can order the hard copy paperback on Amazon today. Now let's get back to the podcast. All right, we're back. Mm -hmm. uh, but all right, so in like today's climate in 2020, uh, with with all that's kind of going on around law enforcement, um, you know, how would you set up and, and what do you think is important for like a social media unit uh, in today's police departments? Yeah, man, today's climate, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how should they utilize it? And like, you know, like what, you know, like what they, message would you I think out? you got to be on, on there even more. You can just shut down. Uh, one of the things that, that we had to educate our staff with back then was um, shit is going to go bad. Things are going to happen. It's police work. Mm -hmm. Th things that shouldn't happen are going to happen. And that happens in every industry. But when it does, you can hide. If we're active on social media and we're on there every day and then something bad goes down that makes us look bad, you can't just hide. You got to... You got to do the same thing you were doing before. You mm -hmm. got to go on there and you got to be open about what happened. And one of the things we said was we break the news. Yeah. Don't let traditional media break the news. If we effed up, own it. Own it. Yeah. Get on there right away. I don't care what time of the day, night, weekend, whenever it is, that chief, that, that representative has to come out and say we effed up. Mm -hmm. Or this happened and it looks ugly from what the video shows but let me show you the other side okay you have to own it you have to be on top of it and you have to be forefront are you gonna get killed anyways yeah but it's better to tell somebody that you effed up versus having someone else tell everybody else mm -hmm. that you effed up yeah and in yeah. their version we, well we we did it a lot i know of course there an officer would would mess up we had an officer uh going out and robbing uh people mm -hmm. like armed robbery stuff <laughs> and guess what we were like 
this sucks, but we have to do it. Officer, now. Yeah. Like, officers, uh, no, not to put dirty laundry out there, but officers were getting arrested. This sucks. Well, we got to get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, officers would pass away. We had a couple officers pass away, and we had to vlog it because that's our story. That's what gets you know people to say, all right, this stuff is uh, truly behind the scenes. This right. is they're they're not holding anything back. You can't hide from any portion of the job. Yeah. If you only showed like, look, we're only catching yeah. robbery suspects. Pay, pay, yeah. pay no attention to the man behind the curtains. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got, yeah. uh, but if all you, of it exists yeah. in the job, and if you're showing 100 percent of it, uh, yeah, the, the the audience probably also realizes it, yeah, and just course. sees it, and, and gets it. It was yeah. some of the toughest. That was the, the officers passing away. The Sanchez, uh, George Sanchez, passing away. That was the. I didn't want to vlog it. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to vlog it because you know me. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. And I like you know having fun and it's all about having fun. But addressing something like that, I was like, <sighs> it just took the wind out of my sails. Mm-hmm. It had to be done. I did it, but I didn't. I, I remember we we were up doing his his uh, video for the funeral and mm-hmm. uh, and it was just man, it was gut shots. Bam, bam. You just hold it in there. You had to take breaks, walk away. And then uh, I had to do the vlog and talk. I, I'm like, after we finished work, I slept in the office for a little bit to reset my batteries. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and then I started you know, talking. So we hit everything. The idea was to hit it head on. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to say what it is. And so you'd kind of, you know, you'd say, you know, agencies should be doing that. And yeah, not definitely. hiding from what's going on either in their cities or even nationwide yeah, nowadays definitely um, and, and educate um i think we we police departments or staff they they take it for granted that maybe the public doesn't know why we did this, something so educate mm-hmm. educate mm-hmm. them hey this is what we did we're not making excuses but understand this is the policies these are the laws these are you know and little by little and if you do that if you're active on social media before the shit hits the fan and you already did that part of educating the public and explaining through vlogs yeah then you're ahead of the game because when something happens people will be like oh yeah on this vlog on this video mm-hmm. i yeah. remember that they explained that uh, officer, this is why they did this officer involved shooting yeah i'm getting ready to go to, uh to go to work i get a phone call Hey, we had an officer-involved shooting. Go over to the scene, vlog it, explain, um, you know, this is what happens the on the scene. Take a look, point things out. So there was one vlog where I woke up in the morning. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm headed out here. We have news media out here. We got crime scene out here. And this is a little bit as to why. Uh, that was something that when things would pop up, we would try to take advantage of to get that information out. Mm-hmm. So when things occur later on, you know, then you can cash out of the savings account. I put this little bit in, little bit in, little bit in. When it's time to cash out, people, oh, no. And then there was a point where the, the comments would go, would explain to other people. Mm-hmm. People in the comments would explain our procedures doing and why it, we're doing yeah, things. Doing because they've seen, oh, this is like Nick said in the vlog that one time. Da, 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 da. And it was like, this is this guy's plan. Genius. It's working. It's working. On that, on that plan, uh, say now or even back then, what would you, how would you rank the social media platforms and like which ones would you say would be most important for like a police department to utilize um each, each maybe pl- maybe first but then that's hard to say because each platform has like with us each platform had its own demographics mm-hmm. we knew that the older citizens you know were were migrate more towards facebook okay. we had the younger um followers or residents 
of the city of Miami on on Instagram. Mm -hmm. YouTube also was a younger demographics. Um, even politically, each platform leans a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So even though we were presenting sometimes the same information, we would take into consideration which platform leaned which way mm -hmm. on how we presented that information. Mm -hmm. Because the same information, the same um, video or whatever post on one platform did great and the other one got killed mm -hmm. by, the, by the comments. Yeah. So each department, I think, needs to understand th their, their demographics, their audience. And remember, they, they, forget about what New York people are saying. Where about if you're in Fort Lauderdale, what does residents of Fort Lauderdale are saying? That's right. your that's your yeah, yeah. audience. That's who you're serving through social media. So understand your age demographics, understand your your racial bre uh, breakdown, your cultures. Mm -hmm. So each department has to understand that and then figure out which platform is best suited to reach that demographics. Mm -hmm. So if you are in a college town and all you have is young kids. Facebook might not be your best uh, platform. Maybe Instagram will be. Um, some departments even used, back then, were using um, Snapchat. Snapchat. You know, TikTok is one now that it's hard. But it's for a young demographic. So understand your audience and then use the platform that best suits that audience. Mm -hmm. Well, you that I mean? goes, and understanding, like, look at some, some of these active shooter events that have gone on throughout the, uh, throughout the, uh, the nation where they're grabbing their video from, Snapchat. High schools, all right, and that are happening in schools. High schools, these kids are going on their Snapchat, throwing snaps out. So that just right there shows that if, you know, they're, 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 you have a, an audience, like high school, they have uh, their officers and SROs that are in there trying to convey a message, also protect. Um, but you can communicate with your high school residents, too. They're, they're, they're residents of your community, too. Right. So it's important to be on each platform, like you said, because each demographic uh, is on a different platform, mm -hmm. and, and that's true to today. You know, fast forward five years later, it's still true to today. Yeah. So. And platforms that keep coming up, TikTok was one that wasn't around when right. we, you know, used to be called Musically before. Yeah. So we didn't didn't see it, but TikTok has become a very powerful platform for a young audience. Mm -hmm. um, my kids are on there, and you go there, it's even very political. You know, these young kids are actually touching up on subjects in, in politics and what's going on today with the presidential ca candidates and everything. So if, if you're not watching that, even just for to understand what's going on in your community and right. learn is a good tool, but to, to communicate with them, you have to understand all these platforms. Yeah. It's important to be on as many as you can. Uh, we were we had Snapchat, yeah, and we would watch, but we never had an we never were active on it because Snapchat was very is very difficult from from as a department because it's mostly close groups. You know, they communicate with each other. It's not a it's not really a platform like Instagram or Facebook where you're posting for everybody to see. Yeah, shareable you know? stuff. I don't know it's if shareable it's stuff. bad for the podcast, but like, what about with us in the state of Florida with public records laws and stuff like that and capturing and, and retaining the information from Snapchat may be more difficult. It was. Because of the way Snapchat is, Snapchat is set up, uh, I think it would be more difficult for an agency, in, at least back in the state then, of Florida. Back then, there was, there was, I don't think there was an ability to save the snaps. Yeah. Right. As it progressed later on, that feature came out where they mm -hmm. can save it, but 
from a standpoint as a law enforcement agency that we had to retain mm-hmm. all these records, public record, it was like, this is a nightmare. Just, yeah, in case anybody doesn't real, realize yeah. that, in the state of Florida, we have to retain those records. Absolutely. Everything we put on social media has has to be captured. And so, like, for my city, we use a third-party agent, a third-party company that connects and uh, and captures that. And, yes. And even more recently, Instagram stories weren't captured by that company, so we weren't allowed to really use them because they weren't captured, but now right. they are. So, And I still use them. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. So to, in today's world, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, you know, shout out to all those agencies that are going through some tough times right now. But, um, what, what would you do? What, like we're there, we're, we're in the thick of things. Twitter. What, what, what's the, what's the recipe? I mean, for, for Someone listening out there. We always handle Twitter with, as our newsfeed. Mm-hmm. What was going on now? Because you can put on, you know, a thousand tweets in a, in a row and doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we would we would use I would use Twitter for for anything that's going on now that's important as far as keeping the community safe. Crisis hey, communication. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, oh, what? A, yeah. Okay, so I'm, you know, and again, we're not we're not there anymore. But I would think Facebook Live, uh, in in the thick of things, right? A Facebook Live thing, definitely. Anything's live, so we would use Twitter for 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 crisis management, and we started using a lot of Facebook Live towards the end. Yeah. So we would tweet a lot of stuff, but go on Facebook Live and and keep it running. And mm-hmm. so hurricanes. In, in, yeah. In a that crisis was... management, you need multiple people. Yeah. You need everybody who's on deck, mm-hmm. and and that's definitely how we do it today. Now, the the difficult part, part about that and the challenge that each department is going to have is the politics that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's it's great idea for a PIO, a social media person, to go out there and, and go live. But the politicians might not want that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the chief and the staff are going to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, that might not be a great idea. Mm-hmm. So um, there's so much that influences it that... At the end of the day, yeah, it's a great, might be a great idea, sounds like a great idea, but it might not manifest that way. Mm-hmm. We might not be able to do it that way. Yeah, I'm sure. But it'd be a good, it'd be a good uh, perspective, you know, from for the public to see, you know, a law enforcement officer there from the other side. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then you're telling because there's really nobody telling their story there on the street. Like, look, we've we've had this, we've had that. We're trying to get these crowds under control and and mm-hmm. you know x y and z or whatever it is but i haven't heard could you imagine being down there and vlogging it? all right guys well just think about this every video footage that you've seen out there in the media about all these riots that are going on and, and protests which angle do you always see mm-hmm. okay you see the officers from the what point of view mm-hmm. you get me so if you had a camera behind the officers seeing the part of the Showing riots what they're looking at and what they're facing that tells a different story. That tells yeah, the whole story. It's right. not just one angle. Is the media going to show that angle? I might be biased because I don't like the media. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're not going to show it. You yeah. know? But if you had a strong social media uh, following as a police department, now you show that side. Mm-hmm. And now that story now, people can, can see both angles of the story and make up their minds then. Yeah. You know? But, uh yeah, it's not a right or wrong, but it's just another it's another angle. Yeah, it's another angle to see, and it and it helps with uh, law enforcement agencies today and everything that's going on. So if there's somebody out there listening, 
I hope they uh, they got something out of our convo yeah. today. But I think there's so much, so many roads and paths Ooh. we could have went down <laughs> today in this episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything you want to want to close out with? No, it's great. I uh, as as someone who in my current career is the social media person and deals with that i've learned a lot from you know the trailblazing that you guys did in this uh you know in this arena and uh and i thank you for that and uh you know i i love picking up tidbits of information from him which i'm starting to learn may have come from <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I was I, the guy I, out in front going yeah. pay no attention to the man behind the curtain yeah. and he's back there and i appreciate it a lot of a lot of yeah. respect to you and uh and thanks for coming on the show thank you and thank you. uh you know yeah you did good <laughs> i mean i talked a lot but there's i'm telling you there's so many paths uh shout out to anyone listening out there who's like man i wish these guys would would teach at conferences we do yeah. Uh, so Plug. if you want to you wanna, uh, reach out, uh, we, we have all kinds of presentations that we do. Yeah, that's part of the, the benefits of this, when we did this and we did it in a, in a different way was we got invited to go present all over the United States. Yeah. You know, we went to California, went to Boston, we went all over Florida. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was good stuff. Cool. Atlanta. Yes. It was fun. Very cool. All one-bedroom hotels. <laughs> one-bed uh, hotel rooms. <laughs> Comment below if you believe that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my, my friend, my brother, thank you for coming on. Thank uh, you for having me on. Salute. Cheers. Salute. And uh, another episode in the books. Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.